1 Peter 2.16. And it says this. This is one of my favorite uh, freedom verses. As free people, do not use your liberty as a covering for evil, but live as servants of God. God bless and honor the reading of his word. You may be seated. You know, a lot of people do that. They use liberty as a covering to doing evil things. And we're not to do that. We're to live as servants of God. You know, a lot of times when people hear the word servant, they don't understand the meaning thereof when it comes to being a servant of God. We'll talk about that today. Oh, we certainly will. You know, it's the 4th of July. I like the 4th of July. As a kid, it was one of my favorite days. We just called it a holiday. Technically, it's not a holiday, but I guess if you look at the fact that God made it free, it is a holiday. In that sense, it is a holiday. Totally day when it comes to that. But I like the 4th of July. It's an, uh, a birthday of America. I was a bicentennial baby. Me and my friend Seth and my cousin John and my brother-in-law Jake and a few of us, we were by, I was a bicentennial kid in my grade, and I always enjoyed that. I took pride in that. My dad always made a big to-do about it, and I always enjoyed it. So did my grandpa and others. I said, you should be proud to be a bicentennial baby. And my cousin John and I was always very proud to be bicentennial. We really were. And I still am very proud of it because I'm a patriotic boy. If you can't tell by me wearing a flag, I'm very proud to be bicentennial. I got so many American ties that I can't even tell you. But that being said, I my uh, uh, old uh, Declaration of Independence tie. Constitution tie. And I got, I mean, I love this country. I truly do. And I love the 4th of July. I don't really fire off fireworks hardly anymore because I don't need to. Not like when I was a kid. I enjoy what this day represents, freedom that God gave us. I, I love what this day represents, celebration. You see fireworks and family and celebration. And yes, I, I love everything about it. I'm very patriotic. I love the history of this nation. I think you know that. I love the history of this nation and every bit of it. Good and bad. But I like all the history, not just what's been taken out of our school books. We're going to talk about that. You know, a lot of the freedom has been taken away from this nation. So much so that I even got to be careful of what I say nowadays or I might get turned off from a couple of different places. And you know what? That, so, so be it. So be it. But I believe in freedom. I do. And independence. I believe in all that. But, you know, so much so that we have the independence and freedom to enjoy stupid things. And speaking of which, I uh, enjoyed a, a stupid little group when I was a kid called Wham. That was how stupid I was as a kid. And one of the songs from Wham, uh, George Michaels and all that, was a song called Freedom. And I like that song. It's, it's cornball, it's all get out. But I like the song. And in the chorus, it said, I don't want your freedom. Anyway, I don't know if you know that song. I, I don't want your freedom. I like that song as a kid. I don't want your freedom. Well, I'm only telling you that to tell you this. It's a buildup to the title of today's sermon, which is I don't want your freedom. God doesn't want your freedom. He doesn't want your freedom as some lost people may believe. God doesn't want your freedom. God gives us freedom. But when you hear verses like that about being a servant, they think that God wants you to be a slave. That's not really what he's saying. But we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. You know, the fact is, this country was founded on the gospel of Jesus Christ. It the very fabric, you know, I hope you like my shirt. I like it. I like that it's a nice shirt. And I thought it was all printed until I got it. And I saw that it was all, you know, nice and sewn in there. With, and the, it's all the fabric and everything. You see the stars sewn in. 
it's all the nice fabrics in there. You see, this country, the very fabric of it was founded on the gospel. You say, oh, that's just what you want to see. No, 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 no. If you look into the history, the gospel is sown into the nation. It's sown into, it's rooted into the nation. It's fabricated. No, 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 no. That's the lies of Satan. It's fabricated. No, no, no. Yeah, because we have the gospel sown into the ground, to the foundation of the nation. That sounds like a song, don't it? Foundation of the nation. But the truth be told, the gospel was put down to the root when they built it up. But Satan likes to go in and start trying to take the root up. And people have been doing that for years. Oh, let me tell you, we go to the Mayflower. I talk about this nearly every year. By the way, I got a copy of the Mayflower Compact right in there and the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. Good luck reading it because it's written the way it was back then. Oh, good luck with that. However, I've got I've got copies of it all over the place and you can read what they say. One of the things it says in the Mayflower Compact from November 11th to 1620, it starts by saying, in the name of God, amen. And it goes on to mention God over and over and over again and Christian faith. And that's the first thing that was ever written right here on the soil of the land. It was by Christian faith that we even started this nation. Then there was the Declaration of Independence 245 years ago today in Congress on July 4th, 1776. 56 men founded it and 53 of the men were Definite, dedicated, active members of the church and their faith. 53 of those men. And by the way, the other men, the other three men, people say, oh, they didn't even believe in God. That's not true. They just weren't deep in it. But they still believed in God so much so that they served him greatly. They, they went to church. They even on the grounds of the White House had services right there. But people don't want you to think that about Benjamin Franklin. They don't want you to think that about Thomas Jefferson and John Adams. They don't want you to think about that. That's why those are the only names you usually hear. But I'm telling you, folks, I'm telling you, it's right there in the fabric of our country. It's right there. And you can come hear that yourself this Wednesday night at 6.45 p.m. Come bring foods. Come and watch it. I'm not putting in a commercial, but I'm commercialing it. Anyway, I'm telling you, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And Declaration of Independence talks about the Lord four times at least, because it says this, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator, all about the Lord, with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, folks, pursuit of happiness, people say, well, that can mean anything you want it to be. No, 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 no. The pursuit of happiness was in their meaning, and their meaning was to Raise your children up with the rights to serve the Lord. You got to remember, they came from a land where they didn't have the right to do that. They had to do what the people of England, uh, God forgive me. I know I love England. I love it. I love it. But here's the deal. At the time, the old King George and others were trying to tell them what you could and could not do. Oh, you had to be Catholic and all that other stuff. But no, no, no. The thing about it is we had to have the rights, the rights to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what they fought for. We had the Declaration of Independence, folks. And this is not just God bless America. This is God bless us through the blood of Jesus Christ. And that's what we have. And boy, I'm on fire today. I tell you, I'm ready just to run around 
with the Christian flag. I tell you that. But here's the deal. The word independence and freedom, they always go together. But not today. Not in this sermon. And I'll tell you why. Because the world, talking about the lost now. The world, I'm talking about those who are blinded by Satan. The world hears the word independent, and they have a different definition in their own mind. When they hear independent, they think of something completely different than the freedom that God has given us. They think of independent, they say, I can do, or what what was the definition that they have? Well, let's listen to this. Let's listen to this. When the world, the lost, those of sin, those that are Satan's deception, when they hear independence, they think of their liberties, they think of their rights, and their definition says this. We can do what we want whenever we want. This is what they hear. But you know it's true. This is what they hear. I answer to no one. In other words, their own God. They say everything goes. No authority, no law, lawlessness. Right? No higher power. The people like the atheists, the agnostic, the lost. And some, some of the lost, believe in, in the God's existence, but so does the devil, by the way. Just because they believe in God doesn't mean that they serve God. And I hate to tell you this, but some believers, even some believers, some saved, they're saved by the, by the word, by the blood of Jesus Christ, but they follow the world. They live like the world. Some do. This is sad. This is sad. It not, not be this way. Don't be lukewarm. Jump in the pool of righteousness. But some don't do that. Well, we're saved by grace, so we don't, but we because we're saved by grace, we don't have to follow Jesus Christ, but you're not to do that. And I'll not be this way. Well, I have the right to say no to God. I have the right not to follow the Bible. Well, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you have that right. But just because you're right, because you have that right, doesn't make that your choice is right. Right? Right. <laughs> So busy, so preoccupied, whether or not you should doesn't mean you didn't stop thinking you, you I mean, that you could, you didn't stop thinking you should, right, brother? That's right, that's right. So, therefore, because they have the right to say no to God and His word, they didn't even stop to think that they're slaves, they're slaves of sin. They think that they're independent, but in reality, they're slaves, and they are, they're slaves of their sin. Those who won't follow God. That's what it says in 1 Thessalonians 5.22. Stay away from every kind of evil. And my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, you know when you're doing evil. And we have no right to say, I didn't know. Yeah, you got the Holy Spirit. We know. Oh, we know. I know when I've done wrong, when I've done wrong. And there's times I'm tempted even now to do wrong. I was tempted just a, a couple of days back to do something I knew was wrong. I was tempted. And I was like, I'm not doing it. I was very tempted to be a glutton. I was like, no, 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 no. Satan tempted me all over. Is that really wrong? Yeah, yeah, it's wrong. The Bible says it's wrong. It's wrong to gossip. It's wrong to lie. It's wrong to lust. It's wrong to take something that doesn't belong to you. It's wrong to, I could go on and on, I won't. But just know this, it's wrong. And we know that. But I'm independent. Saved by grace doesn't mean you should. And you know, you know that you know. But when you're saved, when you're a Christian by the blood of Jesus Christ, you're God's children and you're saints and you have something else. You have freedom 
You have freedom. And I oftentimes when I hear the word freedom, I think of the movie Braveheart. I think about in the end of that film, and I'm sorry if I'm ruining it for you, but he, he does something in that film. He yells, freedom! And that's what I have. I have freedom because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Not because of me, not because of my actions, not because of my works, but because of the blood of Jesus Christ, I have freedom. All I have to do is take it, remember it, and keep going with it. And that's what I have. What is this freedom, this liberty, the rights, and the definition thereof? We are free from the chains of sin. We are no longer caught by those chains of sin. We don't have to continue to be held back. Old Satan wants to tell you, you can't help yourself. You can't help. Yeah. I have the Holy Spirit to help me. I have the Lord Jesus Christ who has that key and let me free from that sin. I don't have to go back then. I won't go back. Every time, well, God understands. You're saved by God. I'm not going back. Get away from me, Satan. Get away from me. Jesus said no. And I will too, by the grace of Jesus. Not because I have the strength, but because he does. And he's in me. Amen? And you have that freedom. You have that freedom. When Satan says, oh, you can't, you can't. You, no, you can't. But Jesus Christ can through you. Oh, I'm all worked up. I'm all worked up. Let me calm down. From, no, I'm not going to calm down. We have the freedom. We have the liberty. We have the rights. We are free by the chains of sin. Let me, let me hold this. I'm going to get me something else. This thing just always rocks. But I'm rocking. Okay, so this is a little kicking. If there's a way we can take care of it. Not down too awful much, but it's a smidge loud. Okay, so we are free from the chains of sin, and we are a servant of God. Now, people say, but if you're a servant, doesn't that make you a slave? No, no, because we are willing servants of God. We're willing. We do it by choice. There's a great difference. You know, when I was a little boy, my mom and daddy, they would ask me to do uh, chores. Now, I, I did I have a choice? Sure. I had a choice to do my chores or not, get my, my uh, money or not. If I didn't do it, I didn't get my money. I'll tell you that much. I, my mom and dad weren't one of these uh, parents that said, you'll get your money whether you do it or not. Uh -huh. And I'd get in trouble if I didn't do it because it wasn't a, would you do this? It was, you're going to do this. So, so wait a minute. I thought you said you had a choice. I did. I had a choice to be happy or not happy. Folks, that's a choice we got. You can be like the world, independent by notion, independent in your mind, because you're never independent. You just think that you're independent. You only assume that you're independent, but you're not. It's a disguise. It's a lie from the devil. You're never really independent. Or you can be free because of Christ, be his willing servant. So are you saying your mom and dad had you as a servant, as a slave? In a sense, they would tell me to do things, I would do it. Or I'd be in trouble. But here's the deal. With the notion of doing these things, there become great rewards. Great rewards. Like a He-Man toy. <laughs> great rewards. Like a Snickers bar. Now, God gives a lot more than a Snickers bar. God gives us things that last for eternity. God gives spiritual rewards. And it doesn't add to the waistline. Let me just tell you this. God gives us things that go on and on. Freedom. Absolute freedom. 
We have the right to be obedient or not. We have the right to be happy in the spirit or not. Because when you're not obedient and the Holy Spirit is talking to you, oh, you know, you know, you've probably been there just like me. When you're not obedient to the Lord and you feel sad, you done that? Well, but I'm saved by grace. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't have to be obedient, but you feel it. And you know, well, I'll, I'll just read later. I'll just do something later. No, no, no. Pick that back up. Do it right. And you'll feel free. Free from the slave of the ways of sin and the ways of the facade of independence, of the lies of the devil. <sighs> Listen to this. John 8, 32. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. That's one of my favorites. And then just four verses later, it says this. I love it. Therefore, if the son sets you free, you will be. Yes, right. You really will be free. You, and one of the verses says you truly will be free. We, we read some of that earlier. That's just a great, great verse. You truly will be free. Truly. In other words, it won't be under the facade. It won't be under the disguise. It's true freedom. I like what 2 Corinthians 3.17 says. Now the Lord is the Spirit. We're talking about the Holy Spirit now. Because we got the Holy Spirit, like I said before, nudging at you, nudging at you. Okay, so it says this. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Hallelujah. Thank God. Hallelujah, brother. It, thank God for the Holy Spirit. Some people say, well, the Holy Spirit's always bothered me. Thank God for the Holy Spirit bothering you. You know what that means? That means that God loves you so much that he won't leave you alone. Thank God for that. There's times that I, I want to be left alone in, in the sense that I'm being lazy or whatever the case is. But God says, shut up, get up and get to kicking. And that's because God loves me enough not to leave me alone. He loves me enough not to let me think I have independence, the facade thereof. Now, listen to this now. Uh, this is Galatians 5.1. For freedom, Christ set us free. Stand firm then and don't submit again to the yoke of slavery. We're not to go back. We're not to go back to slavery. Talking about the slavery of sin. We're not to go back, as so many people do. We're not to do that. Once you're free from sin, why would you go back? You know, going back to the Revolutionary War for just a minute, going to history, my dad would say, history. Going back to that, for the Revolutionary War, we hear about a lot of people. One of the people that we hear about didn't serve his country well. Well, he did for about four years. But then he decided to go back to serving England. His name, of course, is. Benedict Arnold. Benedict Arnold became a traitor and went back to England. He decided to do this, and he has a horrible name now. He has a horrible name. You know, besides Egg Benedict, I don't think that you could think of Benedict without thinking of Arnold. And in reality, nobody wants to be thought of as Benedict Arnold, but how many Christians nowadays are more like, I'm talking about being served a servant to the Lord. How many Christians talking about those who are not serving God well or serving him at all? How many Christians are backsliding and are more like Benedict Arnold? There's a lot of Christians out there who are like Benedict Arnold. Is that you today? 
by the way, I'm looking at the camera. I'm not looking at anyone in Are you like Benedict Arnold today? I pray and hope not. But if we're honest with ourselves, everyone at some point in time in their Christian life has had a little bit more Benedict in their life than we like to admit. If we're honest in our spiritual growth, we've all had those moments of temptation, of laziness or going back to the ways of the flesh and not to the ways of the spirit. But we don't have to do that. Listen to what it says in Galatians 5.13, just 12 verses later. For you were called to be free, brothers. Only don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another through love. By the way, this love is talking about agape love, godly love. That's how we're to be. Romans 6.22 through 23. Now, this is where people get all mixed up. Listen to what it says. But now, since you have been set free from sin, you have become enslaved to God. For you have your fruit, which results in sanctification and the outcome of eternal life. Let's talk about the Holy Spirit's fruit, you know. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Folks, we are to be enslaved to the Lord, servants. But again, this is through freedom. This is not a slave like we know slaves here in America. No, 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 no. We have freedom and a choice to serve him through love, kindness, compassion. I'm glad to serve Christ every single day. I'm glad to do so. I can either serve God gladly or live with false independence, which is not independence at all, but being a slave to sin and to hell. And I'm not, that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. Eternal death. We don't want that. This is what it says in 1 Corinthians 7.22. For he who is called in the Lord while a servant is the Lord's free man. Likewise, he who is called while free is Christ's servant. Now, if you're wanting godly happiness, we want godly happiness. This is biblical. This is Christianly happiness. This is what we want. This is what the foundation of America was built on. We're going to hear more about this on Wednesday. The foundation of America was built on Christianity. Over 95% of the signers were devoted Christians. True devoted Christians. We want Christian happiness. We're to have Christian standards and morality, not social mores, as so many people believe is morality, and it's not. Socialism, to be honest with you. Even our schedule, our calendar is on Christian behavior. Our founders were on Christian behavior. We're to follow the Lord God. That's what we're to do. It says in Psalm 37, 4, take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. Psalm 119.45, and oh, I love this one. Psalm 119.45, I will walk in freedom, for I have devoted myself to your commandments. Oh, that's good. That's good. You know, the land of Israel had freedom, and they didn't realize it. They were following God, but they didn't realize they had freedom. They had freedom, but they were looking around at other people. They were looking around at other people and didn't realize that God was their king. God was the one who was leading them. They kept looking around, Israel did, Jerusalem. They kept looking around and seeing all these other lands that had kings, all these other lands, and they wanted to be just like them. They said, we want a king because this land has a king, and this land has a king, and this land has a king. Why can't we be like all these other lands? And they didn't realize how good they had it. And Samuel said, no, 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 no. You don't want those things. 
God told me to tell you not to do these things, but they wouldn't listen. And Samuel went back to Saul and said, uh, excuse me, went back to, to God and said, God, they won't listen. And, and God said, it's not you they're upset at. They're upset at me. They won't listen to me. Don't, don't, don't take assault in this. Don't, don't be offended in this. And so they had to have their way. Saul became king and much unhappiness came forward. Just as for, was forewarned and they were warned. And this happened again and again and again throughout all the years. Even though David was a good king, there are many, many, many kings and many of them were not good kings. In Israel, no matter what happened, Israel kept turning away from God. They would not listen to God, no matter what occurred, no matter how many times God tried. They would not listen to the Lord until finally God just let them have their way. And eventually, eventually they would be taken away and become slaves and servants to other lands. And they were absolutely miserable for about 470 years later. Finally, God himself came in the form of his son. Christ came. And Christ said this in Luke 4.18. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. To set free the oppressed. And I'm telling you right now. Jesus has come to free the oppressed. They're oppressed to sin. And he wants to free them. Only some of them will not see it. They cannot see it. But he freed us. I remember when I was saved, I didn't see just, I'm talking about before I was saved, I could not see just how blind I really was. Have you ever tried to walk in the dark? And the moment that you turn on the light, suddenly you can see all these things around you that you thought, my goodness, if I had walked just two inches further, I would have stepped on glass or whatever it was. I've done that. I've done that. And man, I'm going to tell you something. It is terrifying sometimes just how close you were to pain or something really bad. When I seen how close I was to the edge of hell and death and eternal death, ooh, it terrified me. And folks, there are people right now who believe they're free when they're not. They believe they have independence when they don't. And we as Christians sometimes get mad because God has given us vision. We get mad and angry at all those who cannot see. Well, let's not get mad at them. Don't do that. Get mad at the one who's blinding them. Get mad at Satan. Pray for those poor folks. Pray for them. You say, I'm free. I can do anything I want. I have independence. No. They don't have that. They're walking in the dark, about to step on something that's going to hurt them. In reality, we should be mad at the one who has the lights off to them and pray that the light, Jesus, will come to them and that they will allow it. Remember what it says in Proverbs 14, 34. You're going to want to write this down. Oh, you're going to want to write this down. Proverbs 14, 34 Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Mm -hmm. Right now, today, the church is under attack. Attendance is down. Devotion and dedication is down. I'm talking about Christian life. The enemy is attacking more than ever, trying to blind folks. 
trying to get them to walk like those who believe they're independent and believe they don't need God. But we Christians who are free, we need to remember that we need to walk in love and hope and peace. So let our eyes be open wide because we have Jesus Christ to help us. We need to spread the gospel and never stop. Let them see the freedom that Christ has given to you. Let them see it. Let them feel it. Let them know that they are loved. And that love of freedom is there for them too. Let them be, see your bravery and boldness. Be bold and brave. Not bold in anger. Not bold in hatred because that's, that's not, it's not a good advertisement. Let me just tell you. In fact, it's a terrible advertisement, I might just say. Let them see the love of Christ like a firework going off. You ever seen it at night? I'm sure you will tonight. In fact, I'm sure you're going to probably get a little frustrated when all your neighbors are going crazy. <laughs> right? But don't let it be that kind of a noise and obnoxiousness. Let it be a loving, kind light that shows Jesus Christ. America was founded on the gospel, the truth and love of Christ. And while ago I told you, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men were created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, that's how it all starts, the Declaration of Independence. But this is how it ends, and I want you to hear this. And for the support of this declaration, with a, for, a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortune, and our sacred honor. It starts with God. It ends with God. And honor and our lives to other people. That's how the Declaration of Independence is. It talks about God four times. We need to remember that. Listen to what it says in Psalm 1 through 6. We're about to end, so don't worry. I'm not going to keep going. But listen to what it says in Psalm 1, 1 through 6. This is a, a good a good way of talking about those who are free, truly free from the Lord, and those who are falsely independent. Happy is the man who does not walk in the way of sinful men, in the way sinful men tell him to, or stand in the path of sinners, or sit with those who laugh at the truth. But he finds joy in the law of the Lord and thinks about his law day and night. Talking about God's law. This man is like a tree planted by the rivers of water, which gives its fruit at the right time and its leaf never dries up. Whatever he does will work out well for him. It goes on to say in verse four, sinful men are not like this. They are like straw blown away by the wind. So the sinful will not stand. They will be told they are guilty and have to suffer for it. Sinners will not stand with those who are right with God, for the Lord knows the way of those who are right with him. But the way of the sinful will be lost from God forever. Isn't that horrible? Praise the Lord that he has saved us. But instead of getting angry at those who are lost, pray for them. Pray for them. Be there for them. And I'm not talking about getting there with them. But have a loving, patient, prayerful heart 
and understand they can't see. I had a, a fellow student at my high school who was blind. And uh, I must be honest with you, I, I liked her, but she was blind and, and she had this uh, staff and she was constantly tripping me. Every time I went to walk by her, she didn't mean to, but she tripped me so often down the stairs. And I can't tell you how many times I had bruises all over my head and everything else because she tripped me down the stairs. And I'm simply telling you this. I never got mad at her because she couldn't see what she was doing. But I did get scared to be near here sometimes. And I'm simply telling you this, that if you see those of the lost, pray for them. Be kind to them. Help them. But don't go walking next to them because you'll be tripping. Literally. And don't do that. But pray for them. And we'll close by saying this. God doesn't want your freedom. He gives us freedom. He doesn't want your freedom, as the lost may think. He gives us freedom as we depend upon him and we serve our master and our savior. He takes away the false vision of the lie Satan gives us to believe that we're independent when we're not, when we are a slave to sin. He gives us true freedom, eternal freedom. And we close by reading Psalm 144, verse 15. Happy are the people with such blessings. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Let us bow in prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, as we come to you today, we thank you that you've allowed us to see that you have made us free, truly free, free from eternal death and destruction, that you have given us the freedom to be here in America, Lord God. And we thank you for this country. We really do. And I know, Lord God, that we do get sad and we get upset and really angry sometimes, Lord God, about the things that are going on. But, Lord, we've got to remember, you put us in this country when we're here in this country. So, Lord, instead of being angry, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for what you have done. And we pray you'll use us. But more importantly, we pray that, Lord God, you be in control. And, Lord, for those who don't know you, I pray this be the day that they will hand themselves over to you and that they will no longer be falsely independent, but truly free, free because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And for those who are free, I pray that they will truly be free and no longer walk in false independence. I pray this all in your holy, precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen.